Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hey, it's Brenda here, and I just quickly want to let you in on some exciting news. I'm hosting an overnight retreat this fall, and you're invited. I went on my first personal development retreat 12 years ago with my coach and mentor, Barbara Scher, and taking that time for myself to replenish and rejuvenate and tap into my inner voice to discover what I really wanted in my life was life-changing. And ever since then, I've dreamed of hosting my own overnight personal development retreat for women. I started co-hosting day retreats with my dear friend and colleague, who's a meditation and yoga instructor and spiritual coach, Renee Walker, back in 2017. And since then, we've hosted six magical one-day retreats together. And at the end of each retreat, everyone attending always wished it was longer. So we finally decided to create an overnight retreat called the Align and Design Soul Retreat, a three-day curated experience where spiritual wisdom meets the science of positive psychology. From Wednesday, October 25th till Friday, October 27th, we invite you to join us for an unforgettable journey of self-discovery, relaxation, and personal growth in the serene Caledon Hills, set in the rustic yet luxurious setting of Mount Alverno Luxury Resorts. Limited spots are available for this exclusive retreat, and our past retreats have filled up quickly. So if this speaks to you, consider this your official invitation to join us for three incredible days in the beautiful Caledon Hills this fall. You can find the link to the Align and Design Soul Retreat in the show notes where you'll find out all the details and be able to reserve your spot. I hope you can join us. I'd love to see you in the Caledon Hills this fall. Hello and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast. I'm here today with a a very special guest who is here, um, an international guest actually, Um, and she is here to talk to us today about being an empty nester. And some of you who've been following along the podcast know that I am about to become an empty nester uh, this fall. And so when I met our guest, I said, we need to talk some more and I need to have you on the podcast to help not just me with this transition, but I know a lot of you out there are also about to become empty nesters as well. So um, hopefully you'll be able to get some great ideas from this podcast as well. So my guest today, her name is Leontine Homula. She is a native Dutch mom of three grown-up children. She's a confidence coach, a facilitator of family constellations, and the founder of the Happy Nest membership. So it's not Happy Nest, it's Happy Nest, which I I love this. And when Leontine's oldest child went on a gap year, she felt like something had ended forever and her family would never be the same again. But she soon realized that this was a new beginning and not an end. And that's why she founded the Happy Nest Support Group to help other empty 
to help other empty nest moms at every step of their journey. So if you're feeling lost and lonely now that your nest is empty or about to become empty, Leontine and the happiness community are here to help. So welcome to the show, Leontine. Oh, Brenda, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really lovely to be here with you because I love your podcast. I think you're doing great work and um, to be here is super. <laughs> Wonderful. You. You're welcome. And so, and where are you living now? So you, it said you're a native Dutch mom, but where are you living now? If I recall, it's yeah, I'm living in Italy, but we moved to Italy um, many years ago, 35 years ago. There, and when my husband graduated, there was no work for him in Holland. So we moved for a year or two and we're still here. So my children are half Italian, half Dutch ah. because they come here and um, yeah. And now they're living, living all over the, all over Europe. One is living in Switzerland, one in Holland, and one in England. So, um, wow. but compared but it, to the US, it's the same. It's just a couple of hour flights and we're back together. Right. Well, yes, especially in Europe and um, where I'm just in Canada, just outside of Toronto. And yeah, it's, it takes us a while to get <laughs> from one side of the country to the other. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like, so not only uh, have your children uh, grown up, they are actually, you know, living a little bit further away. And so that's an interesting, um, that'll, that's, that'll be interesting for us to talk about as well. And Leontine and I, we met, for those of you that are saying, you know, how did you guys, um, how did we get connected? So we are both part of Stu McLaren's uh, membership community, and we ended up, I think it was in a breakout group together, right? And uh, when you said this whole, like, and, and people know my background is in positive psychology and the science of happiness and well-being. So as soon as Leontine said, happy nest, instead of empty nest, my ears perked up and I thought, okay, this is a great, just just that word there is just such a great reframe when we think of of um, being empty nesters. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how did you even get involved in, in becoming um, someone who helps women with becoming empty nesters? It's, it's one of my passion. No, it's my passion. It's my passion to help women. And it's especially to to make women aware that it's it's up to you how you live your life and it's up to you what you make of it. And in this empty nest phase, many women get kind of stuck. They don't know who they are, they don't know where to go. Um they they're losing their identity, especially if you always have been the mom of a stay-at-home mom and lived for your children. So that was one part. And the other part is that I think I started all this when I read a book and it was the book Rich Woman from um, Kim Kiyosaki. And she was making clear how important it is that we women know where we stand in life. And then I'm talking about the financial part of our lives that, that we know, need to know from what will happen if something happens to our partner? What will happen when I come in retirement? Will I be able to live my life like I'm living it now? And I've never really realized um, how, how little I knew about it. So that was the whole start of the journey from, okay, I don't want to end up in poverty. So how can I 
make other women aware of that part. I'm super passionate about health and health in the sense from we can avoid, we can, we can, we can blame that we getting older, the midlife is cutting in and that's why we have pains. I don't believe that. I think there is a lot more to it and the whole body is important. But for all that, you need the right mindset. So that brought me back from taking charge of your life. It starts all with mindset. I'm a confidence coach. It comes from the mindset part. In the family constellation world, the relationships in the whole family influence very much your whole being, your well-being. So the things combined and this really turning point in your life of the happiness and especially about getting into the happiness, I think that is a, the best moment in your life to say, okay, this is to make up everything what you've done so far. Where do you want to go? It's now, it's our time. And um, we have been taking care of so many people all our lives and yeah, start thinking, what do you want out of life? And it's hard to find your way around that. And it's nice to be coached or to be in a community with other women on the same journey who understand you. Many of uh, the women who become empty nesters, they lose also a lot of their friends because maybe it's their last child who's going and the others still have their kids at home. So you don't feel in there anymore. Sport things. And so it's... For many women, it's kind of a lonely period and a scary period. Interesting. And can you tell us too about like what was your experience? Um, you were saying and and in your bio just about so when your son left home, like what did how was that for you and and that experience and how does it inform the work that you do now? I for me it was that sense of never ever again we i the three children i'm still with my husband so we did lots of nice things together traveled lots uh together we and then he left and he left he really left because he went to australia and this that is was, your son when your son went to he went to australia and was that for a gap year after high school so okay he was 18 19 and it was, it is the other end of the world. There were no cell phones at the time. Facebook was just coming up and, um, Skype was the first <laughs> little steps in the online world. So it was not really that it was something. Oh, we can Skype. He had to go to an internet cafe. <laughs> there was no <laughs> So it was, he left and he really left and that feeling. That, that pit in your stomach from, oh, never, ever again. And I think for me, that realization was the hardest. And I maybe that prepared myself and the other two were leaving, that I made sure that I already put something up for myself, that I didn't feel this real, real, fell in this real, real black hole. And I realized in all those years that I'm working with uh, coaching women in for their confidence and that uh, many women wait till the moment arrives and then start to think what they want. And you're missing out because I think it's also important to start talking with your children before they're leaving uh, about your expectations, about the contact, the connection you keep, their expectations. 
And that is a big missing part very often in becoming an empty nester. And then you get in those, there are loads of Facebook groups and I don't know if you've ever been in them, but there's a lot of disappointment in the children when they are spoiled and they don't contact me and they go with their girlfriends and I'm not important anymore. And that should be okay. You're not important anymore. Right. Oh, interesting. So accepting. Okay, there's a lot in this here. So interesting that some people, one thing, okay, I want to start with what you said about, I love this idea of talking to your child or your young adult ahead of time to say, you know, um, how are we going to stay in contact? And what's, you know, like, what does that look like? And I know with my daughter, when she um, went away to school and she went to the, like the East coast of, of Canada, she went to Halifax and, um, and my son is about to graduate this year. But um, I remember when my daughter left and I was trying to give her lots and lots of space. And then one day I did call her and then um, it was funny. Cause she said, mom, I know what you're doing. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I know you haven't really been texting or calling a lot because you're trying to give me space, but I just want you to know it's okay. <laughs> so I think I almost went the other way. So what are what you're saying is maybe we should have this conversation ahead of time, just like expectations around how we're staying in touch. Yeah, I think so, because if you're expecting that they're texting every day and share everything, um, and they are expecting, they are just leaving and want to have their space and their life and don't share it with you. And then, then you clash, then you have a problem. But it's from, okay, um, I like to be a little bit informed. Or for example, my daughter is in, uh, in Thailand right now. She doesn't have to text me, but tell me if you go from one place to another and where you're going, that if something happens, I know where to, it sounds morbid, but where to start searching. So, and those are just um, agreements. And it, it makes life a lot easier because if I expect from her that she texts me every day and every step of her way, and she doesn't want to do that, and I'm getting maybe disappointed or sad or whatever. And it's also about visiting them and bringing them to college. There is this, this, this Facebook group which answers what to know before they could leave for uni, for uni. And simple questions like, if you if I bring you, will we have lunch? Will you stay with your roomies? Um, right. There are lots of things you can talk about beforehand instead of creating awkward situations or worse, disappointment. From, I was planning to stay for lunch, but he's off immediately with his friends. Exactly. I I think that's really important. And I, I think it's what you're saying, um, too, about it, it really is about them and not about us. And, and that, you know, to have expectations, like you're saying, sometimes women, you hear like they get really down or, or upset, um, and disappointed if their child, you know, it feels weird to even call them a child at that point, right? Like they're young adult or young, you're their adult child. Um, 
isn't texting every day. And so, and so, yeah, it's figuring out what's, what's right. And yeah, had I had a conversation with my daughter, cause she was like, I was holding back texting and calling and she was on the other side saying, it's okay. Like you don't need to not call me and not text too much because, you know, so, um, so it was good. And she knew me well enough that it was like the, I know what you're doing, mom. And so I, I think this is a really great um, idea. And I think too, this whole concept around, yeah, this can be this reframe that this can be a really wonderful time of life. And so let's talk more about that. So what, what, at what point, um, and so when we're, we're recording this, um, so this fall, my kids are, will both be their home, both home for the summer, and then they're both going to be gone in September. So I'm a little bit like, and my son is hilarious because he keeps saying, mom, it's going to be even harder for you now because you will have had both of us home for the summer. And now we're both going to be, you know, gone in September. And so, um, you know, is it, when is too soon to start preparing yourself emotionally? And, you know, we talked about this in another podcast where um, there, I had a guest on Kristen, Kristen Fry. She was talking about grief and talking about how, you know, when your kids leave home, it's a form of, of grief because it's like you, you grieve, like what you were saying with your son, it's like, oh, things are never going to be the same again. And there is a reality, right? That like, I think, oh, I don't know for sure. Everyone says they always come back, right? When I worry about this, my friends that are, you know, further along this journey than I am say, oh, don't worry, Brenda, they always come back. But I, they don't always come back um, to live at home. So part of it is I'm savoring this summer to say, okay, like I do have both kids um, home for the summer. And this really could be, um, and I get teary when I think about it, this could be the the last time um, all, you know, my husband and I, my, our two kids are all living in the same home together. And so um, what we were saying on this other podcast was sometimes logically, you know, and you're excited for your kids, but it can take a while for your heart to catch up, um, just getting used to the whole idea. So is there a time when it's like, how can we prepare ourselves? And is it too soon? Uh, is it ever too soon to be preparing yourself or, or too late? <laughs> I think it also has to do a lot with your mindset, how you see this period. Um, in, because when those kids were born, our main goal was to make them great adults um, who can independent from us and like we know well, the kids are not ours. Um, they are just uh, passing by. And mm -hmm. it's we, we as parents have achieved our goals. And we should be proud instead of sad. And that's easy to say, nice words. And like you say, your heart is different. I think it's like with all grief. It's difficult to prepare yourself. But the moment it hits you, you have a choice. You can you can go under the covers and stay in your bed and feel super sorry for yourself. Or tell yourself, okay, I have always wanted to be an example for my children. Um, this is the moment I have to step up and I have to show that every new beginning is, an, is a new beginning and a new opportunity. And what I'm going to do uh, myself with my life, what is my next step what will be my new identity because i only know as a mom and i have no idea what i like and ask for help surround yourself with other moms on the same journey and there are many many ways to do that and try to 
find positive positivity because you you can also choose to surround yourself with people who are only sad and desperate and i think it's like with every big change it is you can look at a cup half full half empty and it's okay to feel your emotions it's okay to go through the pain it's okay to talk about it and it will be different for you than for your partner, probably, because he's more used to it. They have there is a different connection. It depends if you have been a stay-at-home mom, if you have always had your own circle. And there are lots and lots of ways to find new things to do in your life. It doesn't it, it can be a business, but it can be volunteering, it can be Finally doing that course, which you have always longed for when you were waiting hours and hours to bring them from A to B and you were thinking in the car, if I had some time for myself, you can just read a book, you can start traveling, You, there are many, many things you can do and I'm the first to understand that it's super hard and super difficult when in a moment when you feel in a dark place to see those things. And that's the reason I started this happiness community and the happiness membership to have the tools to do your next steps and also the tools to manage your emotions. And I think it's super overrated that you shouldn't think you shouldn't feel your emotions. Your emotions are there. They are real and they're legit and mm -hmm. embrace them, but don't hang in them. Yes. Don't get stuck in the emotions, like honor them and allow them. Yeah. Cause it's, it wouldn't be realistic for us to sit here and say, Oh, just on to the next thing. And that may not be healthy either. Right. Like it's okay to say, you know, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling, or I'm missing my, my young person that, you know, was in here every day. And, and it is, it's such a, a wild thing that we have these babies and, you know, <laughs> every single day, like we're so, you know, caught up in their lives and everything they're doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in this situation where it's like, oh, like I actually don't, I can start turning the focus back on me again. And, and I love that remembering, like, what is that course you wanted to take? Like, what were the things you were pining and wishing you could do when the kids were younger and, and you couldn't? And to, to look at that. And I love this whole idea of of getting excited again um, with what that can be. And now you've alluded a few times like to um, a couple things. One is, so it sounds like, so do some women really get down and out, I guess, by what you're saying? Like some of them really, like you said, they go into almost a black hole, like where they're, they, they have, is it because they've lost their sense of purpose and, and like, how common is this that some people are just really going to a really negative, um, difficult place? Unfortunately, it's quite common. And even if they're busy and trying to get over it, but there is this depression hanging over them. And I think it is an ending, but it is also a new beginning in the sense, I can speak from experience, but I'm learning so much from them. And it is also so much fun to visit them, to... to get into their worlds and obviously it depends on your relationship with your children but it is not only a new beginning for you but it is also a new beginning in your relationship with your children it's a, it's a natural uh, growing together like 
when they were babies or toddlers, they, I think we can all relate that they, when they went to school the first day, it was hard, but it was natural. And this is more or less the same situation, even if it's a little bit more drastic, but they didn't turn back to become toddlers or little babies. And we survived that. And it's, yeah, I, I'm very much from where do you focus on? Do you focus on, oh my God, it's never ever being going to be the same again? Or are you focusing, what can I learn? What can I create together? What is important for me? For us, for example, it's super important that at least two times a year, and it may sound not, not much, but in between we see each other maybe separately, but that we are together with the five of us or with mm. the partners and that we make time for each other and that we stay in contact also between them. And it it needs a little bit of work. It doesn't come automatically, but if you, yeah, it's just, it's like getting older. We don't like to get older, but it's inevitable and you have to deal with it. So, but like going back to your question, yes. And there are many people who go in a black hole and stay there. And I think it's not only bad for yourself, but it is bad for your relationship because you want to be the place, the happiness where your kids come back to in summers or when you have a break or where they are happy to come home to. And if you're sitting there not doing anything anymore, not existing anymore and slowly um, dying, even if you're still alive, that's no fun place to come back home to. And those are all the things to take in consideration. And, and again, um, we still have to be the example. Yes. And I love this idea too. With So with Happy Nest, it's not just about like, okay, the kids have grown and flown and now you are um, creating a happy nest for, you know, yourself. And if you have your, your partner there, um, then you're creating a happiness for yourself and, and each other as a couple. Um, but also I love this idea that you're creating a happy nest for the kids to come home to so that when they come home, it's there, they feel good and they want to come home and, you know, you've got things going on in your own life. And, and I love this idea too, of, you know, saying like, let's, let's aim for at least, you know, a couple times a year that all of us are together. And how can we, how can we do that? And how can we plan around that? And I know that really helped me when my, because my daughter was like a a two hour flight away when she left home. um, And my sister's daughter had done the same thing um, her first year of university. And so I said to my sister, how do you do it? Because it was really, it wasn't just her leaving home, but I think it was that I couldn't just get in the car and drive. Like it was like a 17 hour drive, like you had to actually fly to get to her. And uh, my sister said, just plan for the next, like when you're saying goodbye, think about, okay, when am I seeing you next? Okay. Is it, you know, here we celebrate Thanksgiving, which is in October, or they have a reading week, or, you know, you know, you're going to see them at Christmas or, and, and I would plan her flight home. So what has helped me over the past year is every time she gets back on the plane to fly back to Halifax, I either, I either go home and book her, like, I'm like, or I say like, when is your next flight? <laughs> so we, we know when she's coming home. So that's been really helpful because then it's like, 
and, and I don't know if you'd agree with that, but for me, that helped me because then it was like you said, it's not looking at what you don't have. It's not saying, oh, she's gone or she's not here. It's it's getting excited about, oh, I'm going to see you. And then when I say goodbye, I could say, oh, I'm going to see you in two months or I'm going to see you in, you know, whenever the time is and have that to look forward to. Absolutely. And probably you can relate that the airport is the most beautiful, the most horrible place in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's wow it's the most beautiful place and you have to leave them oh no and that stays that's um you most of the time when they leave the first couple of hours it's not days anymore but hours and it's like oh no it's that's that pit in the stomach comes back but you know it goes away as well and it will all yeah but yeah and you can keep them at at home. And what helps me as well is that many, many parents would love that their kids would be able to leave home. And let's not forget that. It's a blessing that they can go away and that they are able to go to study or work or get married. And um, Absolutely. You're right. And it's thank you for saying that. It, it's a privilege, right? And and not everyone has that opportunity. And um, yeah, for a variety of reasons. And so it is a blessing if they are able to do that. And and so what can we do? So from I like to always think of practical tips and and things that we can do. Um, so what can we do then? Um, and you've already talked about, yeah, like reframe, like what are you focusing on? And is there anything else you'd suggest, like practical things? Like what can we do so that to ease this transition? I think prepare yourself and um, prepare yourself for the emotions which comes up and embrace them and don't put them away. Talk about it. Talk about it with your partner, but also with your children because it's nice to, you don't have to fake that it's, that you're super happy that they're leaving. You're happy for them, but, um, they, they have their doubts and their, their, their fears and you as well. And, just go, give it, don't give it, put it out there in the open because it makes it easier for them as well. And even if they can wait to get away, I th- I'm sure that everyone's well in night and that is, that's going to be right. scary. And yeah, and start thinking, uh, what, what did you like before you became a mom? Start doing small, small steps and seek help. I think if you don't, if you can do it by yourself, don't be ashamed. There, are, even if it's not, you don't have to join a membership or a community. But there are Facebook groups. Be active. Um, take the chance. We are with a couple of other um, empty nest coaches. We are sort of in the process of setting up a, an empty nesters cafe, a podcast, and there are other podcasts or other places where you can. Um, surround yourself with women on the same journey and I think that's important but what's even more important seek them out a positive one and that was fun because when we started the happiness Facebook group then I wanted to be positive and like with all those strong women and that was like a little bit difficult for the women who were still in the face from oh I have no idea where to go and all those women do already know what they want to do and for me it was inspirational but um, yeah, find your way around and ask, ask help, ask help on your friends or on your family, 
like you did your sister? From how did you manage? People have been there. You're not the first, and you won't be the last. You can be help for other women as well to say, okay, I'm handling it like this. Mm-hmm. But it's important to stay active, to to not just drown in your sadness and feeling sorry for yourself because it's, yeah, I, I'm repeating myself, but it's a natural yeah. flow. That's okay. Yeah. All of this is, well, and it's, it's so good. So, so again, it's the emotions and it sounds like you're saying it's okay. And I, I know someone said that like, um, so it's okay if your kid sees that you're sad, like you don't want to be a puddle maybe on the floor, but it's okay if you have a tear when you say goodbye to them. It's not just like all, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, well, you're not fine. <laughs> what did you say? You're not fine? They know they're, you're not fine. So you may have <laughs> one honest. And yeah, like you say, you don't have a puddle on the floor, but... I think it's also nice to know that your mom is not super happy that you're leaving, that she can't wait that you close the door behind you to yeah. get your own <laughs> yeah. it's, it's It's finding the balance. Yes, I think that's great. Yes, I love that. I, I, want, I think that's so wonderful because, yeah, they want to know that you're, it's okay that it's, we're human. Um, they know we're going to miss them. And that's kind of, that's kind of nice. And my son is so funny. We have this little joke where um, like every now and then he says, okay, mom, like when I leave, like, you know, this, you know, I don't know if I get, I give him a hug or something. He's like, okay, well, you know, you, you better get used to like not having, you know, me to hug you or whatever it is. And, and then he goes, cause I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. And then he gets this little smirk on his face. Like he knows, but he's, he says he's trying to like, um, like he's trying to toughen me up and he's like so he'll say yeah yeah I'm leaving and I'm never coming back but then he gets this little smile on his face and but he'll say you know mom like yeah I'm a little I think he's a little he sort of jokes but I think he is a little worried about me and I don't want him I don't want my kids to be worried about me um and I know I'm going to be okay and um but yeah there is so it's kind of balancing it right they know you're going to be sad but they also need to know we're going to be okay right we don't want them worrying about us yeah, and I think that's because of that, it's nice that you already start focusing on something when they're leaving. Like maybe you can do some volunteer work, maybe you can do something in your church, or maybe pick up a sport, and you can already start. You don't have to wait till they're leaving. And then when you talk to them on the phone, then you can say, Oh, I've been to the gym and I, or I started this health journey, or I started cold plunging, or whatever, or I start, I, I'm reading this whole nice series of books and I'm having finally the time that's also nice or work out in the garden whatever it doesn't have to be spectacular but it has to be something to take your mind of it and to tell to have something to tell them as well pickle yes and it's so good to honor um what the things we want to do and it's a it's a great time to like look at our passions again and what is it we want to do and and not just you know and the main thing is is for us right so we actually are really enjoying ourselves and and i i think that's a great idea too that you know start now um it doesn't have to be something brand new that you you wait and start start now and i think um yeah and you can probably never start that too early because no. it's always good to have our own interests. And I think this whole idea of getting help and and being careful who you're surrounding yourself with. You don't want to necessarily be around the people that are 
are doing the like focusing on all the downside of it to have to be around people that are looking forward and are handling it in a good way. Those are the people or people that have already been through it, um, which is really wonderful because it's like, oh yeah, you know, come on, come see all the exciting things I'm doing. And I know I have certain friends I already have in mind that they're living their best life. They're out there doing all the things um, and they're, they're really enjoying themselves. So I think that's really important. And I didn't realize that was interesting what you said about how it can be a lonely time for some people if, um, because maybe their friends who have kids at home still, now you're kind of maybe also wanting to nurture some friendships of people that are empty nesters. Yeah, or you don't fit in anymore in those friendships because they're talking about the school, about the sports, they have the barbecues together where the kids will meet up. And they have their Saturdays that they have to drive around and they don't have time for you. And they don't, they're not ready to understand you. And that's okay. They, they will get there. But, um, and it's, it's super nice if you have friends who are already ahead of you and living their best lives. But even there, there is the balance because it can also, um, implicate that you don't feel understood that, they are so strong and I'm the only one who's suffering. I can assure you, if you're listening, you are not the only one. It's only not many people talk about it. And that's why it's good to surround yourself in communities or wherever where are, there are other people who understand you. And it's up to you which group you choose, which people you like to surround yourself with. And... What I noticed in the group that for some people it was difficult to see those successful women were more ahead from, I can never get there. You can get there, but it takes time and that is fine. You're, you're not in a hurry, but it is a super interesting moment of your life to say from, Ooh, I can choose myself. And that is probably very hard because we are not used to it. And how do you do that? And how don't you feel guilty if you start um, uh, spending money on yourself for a course or taking time out for yourself? There are a lot of things, lot, many of us need to learn again. And um, if you're aware of it, that helps that it's okay. It's normal. <laughs> Repeat, you're not alone. And many people out there are really craving for friendships. And mm. what I learned in the pandemic is that online friendships exist and they can be very, very strong because a lot of filters fall away. You're just getting right to the point. And I made a lot of friends during the pandemic online. So don't be afraid of your mind space either because it's not uh, empty. It's not um, superficial. It can be very helpful. Wonderful. Thank you for all of that. And, and thank you too, for the reminder that, yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea, like not just the friends that are further along, but people that are actually going through it right now at the same time as you, that you can, you know, cry and say, I'm really missing them, or I'm sad, or this is hard. And, and to acknowledge that part too. I think that's so important yeah. because it is, people don't talk about it. And, and I know, um, for me, it really helps, yeah, to talk about it with people. So thank you for that reminder. 
many people say, to them, ah, you're so lucky, you have all the time for yourself. And you don't want to hear that because you don't feel lucky. You're super jealous of the ones who are still sitting at the dinner table with their kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, be, be honest, be authentic about it. But that's mm-hmm. every other thing in life, I think. Great. So, Leontine, for um, for the uh, well, with the podcast, I ask all of my guests uh, one question, which is, "What's one thing that you most recommend that women can do to flourish in their lives?" Taking action. The even the smallest step will make you feel better because in the end, we all want to feel good, and that's um, it can be as simple as getting out in the morning out of your bed and take a little walk or do some yoga with a YouTube video or call that friend and visit that place you ever wanted to visit. This, this, uh, explore your own city, read that book which can help you, but do a small little step every day and then things will fall in place because you won't know immediately what you like to do probably. You don't know immediately... Um, who you were before, if it's you like to go back to that identity, what you would like to do with your life. And don't rush yourself and give yourself space and time because you have enough time to discover yourself, what is important for you, and sit with it. I'm very much for meditation uh, or journaling from Journaling is also something which is super helpful from just write down how you feel, ask yourself one question and write everything you, the answers which come up and find out where you're going. But that's a whole lot of different subjects, how to journal, but journaling can be super simple. Just take a little notebook and write your thoughts. It's no rocket science, but get to know yourself a little bit. But that the the thing the most important thing get out of the bed and do one little step mm-hmm. and make yourself do something which makes you feel good. Beautiful, so good. So make sure we're taking action. And Leontine, for people that want to get connected with you and your community and your Happy Nest membership. I mean, we're talking about surrounding ourselves for with uh, positive, um, in a positive environment, and a, but also honoring our emotions. That's so great. How can people connect with you and with your community? Well, first of all, the most simple way is connecting with my free Facebook group. That is the happiness community. And I'm more than happy to welcome you in. For the membership, I'm about to launch the new version of it, and um, they can find all my inf- all the information on my website. The website is uh, www.yourhappiness.com. They can always contact me. It's uh, um, through Facebook, is a DM, and um, I'm more than happy to have a chat. If you have any questions, I have the calendar where you can book a call with me. It's a free discovery call. And if you need more help, um, just contact me. All the information is on the website. So I think that's the easiest way to find me. But just to surround yourself with a positive vibe and getting there is um, on the free Facebook group, the Happiness Community. Wonderful. Always the Happiness Community. D underscore happiness underscore community. That's on Instagram? 
Okay, good. So I will make sure that we put all of those in the show notes so that people can connect with you, Leontine, um, and get that support as they are becoming um, happy nesters. I, I love that. I think that's, I'm going to adopt that instead of when people say you're going to be an empty nester, I'm going to say I'm going to be a happy nester. Yeah, and, and it's the happiness also inside yourself. It's not even your home or whatever, but that you feel good with yourself, that you're happy about this moment in your life and this new phase in life, because we all have, if you're happy, um, many years ahead of us. Let's make the best out of it. It's, it's, a, it's great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> thank you it's that's a great note to end on thank you so much leontine i'm you've really helped me i know i'm going to be taking so much of this to heart as i make this transition myself so thank you so much for being here today thanks for listening to the she flourishes podcast i hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend who would benefit from it And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.